0: Welcome to the Local Government Bulletin Podcast Series of the Dalla Omar Institute at the University of the Western Cape. Here, you can listen to short articles on local government law and policy. We aim to assist practitioners and deepen debate on local governance and service delivery. We hope you enjoy this podcast. The pandemic requires urgent action and the president leading the cabinet met on the 15th of March and took very specific decisions. One of them was to declare a state of disaster in the country in terms of the National Disaster Management Act of 202. Municipalities and COVID-19 What the National Disaster Management Act Directions Mean for Municipal Governance by YAP Officer and Tanash Chigwata. This article summarizes and discusses the COVID-19 disaster response directions targeting provinces, municipalities, and traditional leaders. They were adopted on the 25th of March 2020 and amended again on the 30th of March 2020. Please note that this article dates from march 2020 and that the law has changed since the minister of finance has also issued a notice that exempts municipalities and municipal entities from complying with certain provisions of the municipal finance management act of 2003 the mfma and its regulations in two articles we set out these various measures what is the scope and content of these notices and directions who implements them what do they mean for municipal governance an earlier article focused on the service delivery functions of municipalities. The second article, this one, focuses on how the directions and regulations impact on governance arrangements. Council meetings have been suspended. The directions state that municipalities are still expected to perform legislated functions such as consultation processes, the passing of budgets, and the adoption of Integrated Development Plans (IDPs). This provision seems to suggest that the Council may meet during the lockdown period to pass a budget or adopt an IDP. However, the remainder of the regulations prohibit the Council from meeting because it instructs municipalities to suspend all Council meetings during the 21-day lockdown period. This does not apply to meetings of the Metropolitan and District Command Centres This is confusing as it is now not clear what the regulations mean when it states that the passing of budgets and the adoption of IDPs must continue. It is only the council that may pass a budget and adopt an IDP. Aside from the above confusion, the rationale for the instruction is obvious. However, it does raise the question, does this necessarily prohibit a municipality from convening a meeting in a manner that does not violate the prohibition on the movement of people, for example, via the Internet? In terms of section 29.1, of the Municipal Structures Act, the Speaker of the Council decides where and when the Council meets. Does this not permit the convening of a meeting via an online platform? Meetings after the lockdown. The regulations already anticipate that after the lockdown period, but during the national state of disaster, restrictions on the movement of people will continue. So after the lockdown period, municipalities must avoid the convening of meetings attended by more than 100 people. For meetings requiring more than 100 persons to be present, alternative arrangements must be made. These may include viewing the proceedings from different venues, for example via the internet, and then casting their votes in the council chamber in groups smaller than 100 people. Alternatively, the votes may be cast in those different venues. IDPs and budgets. IDPs and budgets must now be aligned with COVID-19 regulations. Municipalities are required to revise their budgets, and when doing so, they should prioritize programs and projects aimed at containing the spread of COVID-19. These revised budgets must be submitted to the national COCTA before the end of May 2020. However, during the lockdown period, municipalities are not permitted to convene any public meetings including any IDP community and public consultation processes. MFMA exemption and special adjustments budgets. Another important aspect of the special regime for municipalities during the national disaster was issued on the 30th of March 2020 by the Minister of Finance. Minister Tito Mboweni issued a notice in terms of Section 177 of the MFMA. This provision empowers the Minister of Finance to exempt a municipality or municipal entity from complying with provisions of the MFMA if practicalities impede compliance. The Minister exempted all municipalities and municipal entities from complying with any provision of the MFMA or its regulations that requires specific actions to be undertaken during the period of the national disaster. In other words, whatever the MFMA instructs municipalities to do during the national state of disaster does not need to be done. However, it must be done within 30 days after the national state of disaster lapses or is terminated. Furthermore, municipalities have been given the leeway to pass special adjustment budgets before the end of the 2019-2020 financial year to authorize all expenditure linked to COVID-19 responses. Emergency procurement. The directions also target emergency procurement of goods and services by municipalities, which must now be undertaken within the framework of the Disaster Management Act. It can also be undertaken in terms of transversal contracts that were finalized by the Municipal Infrastructure Support Agency before the state of disaster. When undertaking the emergency procurement response, when undertaking the emergency procurement in response to COVID 19, municipalities are required to adhere to national treasury treasury regulations and the MFMA Circular 100. Lastly, the emergency procurement undertaken during the state of disaster must be reported to the first council meeting after the lapsing of the national state of disaster. Municipal Managers Granted All Executive Powers The Constitution places a municipality's executive and legislative powers with the Municipal Council. The Council may delegate executive and administrative powers to its political structures, office bearers and staff members. This includes committees of the Council, the Mayor, the Municipal Manager, etc. The Municipality has a system of delegation in place for this purpose. The regulations insist on a different regime during the lockdown. They instruct each municipality to make sure that all decisions that would normally require the approval of the council, committee of the council, or the mayor, whether executive mayor or not, will now be taken by the municipal manager. The municipal manager may only act on written advice or recommendation of the chief financial officer and with the approval of the mayor or executive mayor. The regulations provide that municipal managers may only make emergency decisions that cannot wait until after the lockdown. Any decisions taken by the municipal manager under the regime must be reported and ratified in the first meeting of the council or the relevant committee. This is intended to enable the municipal manager to make swift decisions. Similar powers and related conditions have been given to the chief accounting officer of a municipal entity. There are a number of problems with this provision. First, it's not clear what the exact intention of the regulation is. Does it instruct all municipal councils to adopt a resolution to empower the municipal manager as set out in the regulations? Or does it intend to make the change happen without any council resolution? Some municipalities will, or already have, adopted council resolutions to empower their mayor and or municipal manager. What happened to those arrangements? particularly if they deviate from the regulations. Secondly, this regulation is most likely unconstitutional in any event. There's nothing in the Constitution that permits the national government to change the way a municipality distributes power within its organization. In particular, how it structures the oversight relationships between the council, the executive, and the administration. This power is reserved for the municipal council. The council has been elected, to govern the municipality, also during a disaster. The only exception could occur when a municipality is subject to an intervention in terms of Section 139 of the Constitution. There is also nothing in the Disaster Management Act that suggests that this is permitted. The regulation is based on Section 27 of the Disaster Management Act, which makes no mention of any national powers to amend municipal governance arrangements during a disaster. The Minister may argue that it must be read into the broad phrase, necessary to minimize the effects of the disaster, section 27.2.0 of the Act. However, this would really stretch the meaning of that provision. It is also not necessary for the National Government to impose a governance arrangement on the municipality because the Council may do so and then determine arrangements that suit the municipality. The minister may argue that she must do this on behalf of municipalities because municipal councils are not able to convene during the lockdown. However, the regulations do envisage councils to continue performing legislated functions such as adopt IDPs and budgets. Is the complete handover of executive power to the municipal manager and the mayor not as important as the adoption of an IDP? Isn't this an issue that is equally important, if not more important, for a council to engage with and structure in a way that suits the organization? The above argument may come across as a splitting of the hairs in a time of crisis. However, elected representatives play a crucial role in a time of crisis. They must exercise oversight over the executive and the administration. The disaster may never become an excuse to do away with democracy. It is important that Mayors, Municipal Managers and Councils work out an arrangement that 1. acknowledges the need for swift decision-making, 2. leaves the Council's oversight role intact, and 3. is tailored to the specifics of that Municipality. It is not correct for the National Government to impose a one-size-fits-all solution on all 257 Municipalities. Thanks for listening. If you found it useful, please share this podcast via your social media. The Local Government Bulletin is supported by the Hans Seidel Foundation and the Bavarian State Chancellery. We are proud to contribute to the debate on local governance and service delivery.